You're now listening to J House Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Wine be the gang and you know them niggas Boot it up, turned up, piped up I'm back, baby, where the love at? I'm back, baby, where the love at? Yo, what's up, bro? Not much, man. What's up? You doing good? Not today. No, not really. Yeah, that that seems to be the whole mood for everybody. Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for all who are tuning in on IG Live. Those who are going to listen later, this is Shea House Podcast Radio, and um, today we were initially planning on talking about something different something you know to sort of lighten the mood and escape all this you know um because of what's going on right now and what's you know happening in the community and all across the nation and i think it would have been bad on us to not address it so uh first things first let's let's cover the the big current thing that's happening right now which is um you know, the death of Jacob Blake, you know, respected his family. He, as seen on video, he was walking to his car. Um, his children were in the car and then the police um, shot him in the back seven times. And that has sparked outrage in Wisconsin to that community. And, um, and it's just been crazy ever since. So now we have Milwaukee. The bu- Wait, Eric, Eric, I'm very sorry to cut you off over this. Go ahead, man. I'm very sorry, but I just wanted to correct something. Good. But I was, right. trying, I was trying to fact check it real quick before we went any further. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Blake lived. Yeah, he it doesn't did. Make, yeah. It, may, it, it doesn't make what happened any better, and I'm reading now that even though he lived, yeah. which, you know, God bless, thank God he lived. Yeah. Um, He is unfortunately paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. As, did I, as did as I initially it, say he died? Yeah, you said he died. That's okay. how come I had to I, 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 I apologize. I'm so I'm so used to hearing about these situations and then already assuming that the guy but, is Well, see, I, I didn't know if you had saw something that I didn't because I had read two days ago that he had lived. Right. So I didn't know if perhaps maybe some kind of medical complication caused yeah. that to change. Um, but anyways, I'm very sorry to cut you off and no, so it's, go ahead. it's fine, bro, man. Like, and I thank you for that. Cause like I said, in these situations where somebody gets, you know, shot like this, um, you know, it's, it's so normal for your natural reaction to be, well, Oh, that person's dead. You know, just look at the history of police brutality. There hasn't been one who has survived you know, that to live that situation, you know what I'm saying, to tell about that situation. So, you know, for me, it's just been so programmed in me to automatically assume that they're dead. You know what I'm saying? It's just second nature. Yeah. No, no, I totally get that. Yeah. But anyways, go go ahead with what you were saying. And, um, and, and with the... I, I was and I posted on Facebook on uh, in, on Facebook and Instagram this morning. I was because the Detroit Lions, shout out to the Detroit Lions, you know, decided to boycott practice as well to talk about Jacob Blake and the protest 
And then I scroll down in these comment sections and I'm seeing uh, these comments about, uh, you know, well, this is why they go five and 11 every year or no, they can't afford to, you know, uh, mispractice or, you know, I, I had an encounter with an ignorant racist guy who says football is a white sport and that, you know, um, you know, such as I'm like, dude, football is a way more diverse game now than it is. And it's predominantly black now. Among I was about people. to say that makes no sense, because if I'm not mistaken, the NBA or not NBA, the NFL is like 80 percent black. Exactly. Like largely in part, it's black players. So I don't. Yeah, yeah that makes no sense. Yeah, and it, it made no sense for that. But. You know, you got these troll pages on Instagram that have zero posts on there and have no profile picture. They're just really out to troll and incite stuff like that. So, you know, I, I didn't pay it any mind. I blocked and reported because I'm like, I played football before. I know the brotherhood that football builds, and it's one that is way more powerful than than skin color. So, you know, and I, and I was talking to my mom this morning. Shout out to my mom. I love her. We have talks like this all the time. And we were talking about how, you know, stuff is not going to stop moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Like the world is not going to stop moving, but to expect players to not voice their opinions, to expect players to just shut up and, and keep playing is impossible. And I'm like, and I'm like, it's just not going to happen. I don't see any other way besides stopping everything so that we can address this. I don't see any other way out because they're not listening. And so then later, I'm back home getting ready for the pod. And then I see the news. The Milwaukee Bucks have decided to stop. Along with that, the Lakers have OKC, Houston, Orlando's walked off the floor as well. They're not playing because of this. And I'm like, wow. And... And then, and then later on in the pod, we'll get into the video you sent me earlier and talk a little bit about that as well. But, you know, it's just crazy to, because I'm like, it, it shouldn't be this. I, I, I can't go to a, a football game or a basketball game and sit down and watch sports, you know, full well knowing about what's going on in the country and, and just put a Band-Aid over it, you know, because anytime players protest outside of the game, oh, you're just after nobody's going to listen to you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'll Kaepernick knelt. And however, however you may feel about, it, I don't know how other people feel, but he had to take a stand right there and then to, to make that message known because nobody was listening. And so I don't know what else they want people to do, but I'm, I'm going to pass it over to you and get your thoughts on this whole thing. I mean, I don't even know what I can say at this point. And uh, as a white person, I feel I must ch choose my words very carefully here. Um, you know, I, I'm just, to me, it's just devastating, everything that's been going on. Uh, I'm just, I, I wake up every day and I see all, like you turn on the news. The news has always been depressing. Yeah. Like every, everybody knows that, but... Every time I turn on the news and I see these streets and what's happening, uh, and I see news of people getting shot in the middle of these protests, I see these protests, they turn uh, to riots, depending on what happens, cops show up and it becomes uh, essentially wars in the streets. Like, I feel like I'm watching 
something out of a doomsday movie. Yeah. Only it's not a movie. Unfortunately, this is real life now. It's real life, yeah. Um, as far as the NBA players are concerned, I, I kind of have a very pessimistic view of this, and I don't know what you might think. While I support what they decided to do, yeah, uh, I personally don't think it's going to have much of an impact. That's just me. Yeah. I hate something negative, but you said something about when they do it out of the game, people act like, oh, they're just an athlete. Yeah. Personally, I don't think it matters what happens on or off the court. Because you mentioned Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. While, while I firmly believe he was exiled from the NFL wrongly because he, he broke no rules. Yeah. Um, and he was never given another chance to play. Yeah. Never. He, he was cut from the 49ers. And then that was the end of Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, but the, the point, the reason I bring him up is because the message he was trying to get out there, and Eric Reed said it best, the protest fell on deaf ears. Yeah. It, because his goal was to start an honest conversation about police brutality and racism in this country. Yeah. But as soon as he did that, I think he got about half of what he was trying to say out before he was crucified for disrespecting the flag. Yeah. People, people couldn't get past the action. Nobody cared about why he was doing what nobody wanted to listen to that. Right. They just face value. This guy is kneeling. And so that was it. And I feel like this is going to be more of the same because it'll just be, Right. See, every time a professional athlete does something, people look at it as this spoiled person. Like, who the hell are they to lecture me on anything? Right. Um, and, you know, and we've talked about uh, celebrities voicing their opinion. And look, I'm of a firm mindset. This is America. You're free to say whatever you want. Yeah. You can do, you can protest however you see fit. So long as you're not physically hurting other people. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to celebrities, I think everybody kind of has this mindset of, you know, shut up and act, shut up and sing, shut up and dribble, shut up and throw a basketball, uh, throw a football, shut up and kick a soccer ball. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know how much this will actually impact the game. And in fact, uh, I, I'm pretty. Sh I'm fairly confident it won't have any impact because I don't know if anybody's known this. I mean, you and I have been watching the playoffs because we're both huge sports fans. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but the NBA playoffs, the ratings, I looked this up, are down over 20% from last year's playoffs. Yeah. 20%. Now, keep in mind, folks, anybody, if you don't know anything about TV ratings, anything over 5%, that's cause for concern. 20%, there's a reason people aren't tuning in. And yeah. some, some people are saying it's because they're not playing in an actual stadium. Yeah, I have to, I have to disagree with that because we're living in a time right now with coronavirus where we are desperate to watch something on TV that's a sport. Yeah. We're desperate. So that only leaves 
and 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 I really want to believe I'm wrong before I say what I'm about to say. Yeah. I really want to believe I'm wrong. Um but I don't think I am, sadly. I think that the reason we've seen this is because this drop off in viewership, I think it directly has something to do with the fact that the NBA decided to put Black Lives Matter on the court and all the players wear the jerseys. Um, I think a lot of people saw that and they were just like, Psh, I don't want to hear about this. Yeah. And chose not to, and chose not to watch because people look at it as uh, just celebrities telling them how to live. Yeah. Which in and you know me and how I feel about celebrities and, and their opinions and things right. of that nature. My take my has always been talk is cheap. Give me action. Yeah. That's always been my take. Like I, I've never respected celebrities who do nothing more than just go on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and bitch about stuff because that's something I can do. Yeah. But there's nothing special. Um, but these guys are actually taking action, which I think is respectable. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to change anybody's mind on anything. Yeah. Um, and this is just where the talk gets really real. Yeah. Um, people are talking about, you know, how do we fix racism immediately, fix it overnight. The, the sad fact of it for me, at least, and I want to get your thoughts on it. My view is, is that it's not something that can be fixed overnight because I think it's something really deep. Um, yeah. And so my only solution that I've ever offered, and then I'll kick it back to you, is kind of a, a two-part solution because, number one, I'm of the mindset that hatred and racism is taught. It's a learned behavior. Yeah. Because when, whenever you're a child – you don't even know the di- you just see a kid who might be a different skin color than you. You don't even pay it any attention. Right. You don't even think about it. It's just it's another kid. It's only whenever you grow up and you're taught these things that you start to develop these opinions. Uh, so I, I think that with a generation, I mean, I will say this, I think generationally. It, we're still not where we should be in this country when it comes to racial relationships. Mm-hmm. But I I do, and this is where I take it back to you, I do think with each generation we're getting better. Right. But but we're still not where we need to be. Um, and then the other solution, the, the second part of this whole situation with uh, police brutality is quite simple. Um, cause you know me, I've never been one to just talk about a problem and not offer a solution. Yeah. So here's mine. Start making examples out of these cops. Yeah. Make it, make a friggin' example out of them. Whenever somebody does what they did to George Floyd, they go to prison. Right. And you know that like we, this person is in prison. Now the good news is the George Floyd killer has not been let off the hook yet. Right. He's still he's still awaiting trial. Um and my prayer is that he will be given the second degree murder charge which is often a life sentence. Yeah. Um for anybody that doesn't know how different degrees of murder work cuz I've mentioned that sometimes and and people say no it should be first degree. Well allow me to explain the difference. The difference in first and second degree is in second degree, 
it was an intentional murder. Like you meant to kill this person. First degree, the difference is, is that there was premeditation. Like you woke up that morning and said, I'm going to go kill this person. Yeah. And so in the case of the police officer, that was something that he did intentionally in the heat of the moment, which he shouldn't. I I mean, I say in the heat of the moment, but I mean, my God, the heat should have been gone at that point. You've got the guy on the ground. Right. But we've we've already had that conversation. Uh, But so, yeah, so hopefully he'll get the second degree. But that's my solution. Start making examples out of these cops. Yeah. And and I and I totally I totally agree with everything you just said, you know, and and even to the point of first and second degree murder, you know, whether it whether it was, you know, whether he may or may have not woke up that morning to try to be like, I'm gonna go kill a guy or whether in the heat of the moment he killed him either way, he killed him, man. And and I just think that it's just like I'm like you know we got <laughs> it's it's funny because I I'm I, I'm hearing these people all over Facebook and everything you know uh you know oh you know they killed George Floyd you know um you know where's his justice at and and then we we go to other people and people are like well this little boy Kanan. He also got shot in the head by a black guy and nobody's riding for him. And I'm like, there's no need to. We don't have to. That that kid's going to he's got justice. His, his killer was arrested and charged immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like swift justice like that. But I'm like, where's that for George Floyd? Where's that for Breonna Taylor? Where's that for everyone else, you know, who's black? And I'm like, we're not we're not getting it. And. You know, and as far and to your point about the riots, you know, because I'm there, they're also on Facebook because Facebook is where all this stuff is going down at too, as well. You know, there are some people. Good. Yeah, that's why I actually deleted Facebook again with no plans to re-download it right before. I'm done with it. Just be done with it, man, because Facebook is so toxic right now, And, and there are some people who are saying. You know, um, that, you know, I don't see, they don't see how the protest of, of the NBA could work. But if it does, then that's cool as well. And and I and I, I can take that's a valid point as well. I don't know per se. I don't know for sure if if these protests are going to work or not, you know, but at least it's something, you know, you got because I don't I, I'm not seeing how, else, you know, people are going to listen and. To your point about, to your point about what what people are, you know, the the ratings even down to the ratings. To all my sports fans out here, listen to me and listen to me good. There is no way I would sit down and share a beer with you and watch a game or whatever it may be with all of this mess going on at the height of how bad it is. There's no way that I could sit there and do that. You know what I'm saying? I know the country needs a healing. I know that we need to come, we need to have something to come together over. But if you're expecting it just to be a through and through football game or through and through basketball game without any sort of political message, I'm sorry, bro. Like, 
it has to be because nobody's the athletes have a right to freedom of speech. They're not just going to be quiet and not say anything and do their job. You know, it's going, something's going to be said just because they're, they're rich and just because they get to play the sport for a living doesn't mean that they're any different and that they get a free pass on all that's going on down here it means nothing. So, cause they're human just like us. And so if you're watching sports and you're expecting not to see a political message or you're expecting not to see Black Lives Matter, you're sorely mistaken, bro. Because it's, it, yeah, and, and to your point, it is a disturbing message. It's a big, big untruth. I mean, a piece of truth. It's a big subject to discuss, a heavy subject to discuss, an uncomfortable subject to discuss. But in this current time, we can't move. We can't sweep it under the rug and keep moving forward, or else it's gonna bite us in the butt, just like it did with George Floyd and Trayvon Martin all over. It's gonna bite this nation in the butt if we don't have a serious conversation and sit down to make changes right now. And and I also agree with you about. Um, I also agree with you about the making an example of these cops, man. Make an example of these guys. Firing them is not enough. It's that's the big one. That's the because that's something that can be done immediately. Right. That's and, and uh, keep going. I'm sorry. This is one of those days. My trains of thought keep coming in and out because there's so much to say. On yeah, this. and I feel you, bro. And it, that's what that's what podcast platforms are for, man. But I mean. Firing them is just not enough. These guys need to be locked up. They need life in prison. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, there's nothing else. I don't know what you can do to appease the 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 African-American community. I don't know what you could do to appease them because us, because, um, I mean, bro, we, and we can even take it to the riots. Let's transition over to the riots. You know, I'm sorry that people's uh, property and stuff is getting destroyed. I'm sorry that some small businesses may have suffered some stuff. The big corporations can rebuild. Target has money like that, so they're not worried. Walmart's not worried like that. But, you know, for small businesses and people that are that whose property, I'm sorry that, that that's happening. But when you have this much injustice coming every single like every other month almost a black man getting killed for no reason i'm sorry i mean what else do you, how how do you expect people to peacefully protest when they have so much anger when we have so much anger built up inside of us how do you think they're going to react there's going to be chaos and mass panic in the streets god forbid you let one of these cops off the hook even after we saw the video of what that cop did and you let them off the hook, Jesus Christ, man. And, and it's just like, and I'm going to be raw right here. There was a case, and I forgot who the guy's name was, but he was in a Wendy's drive-thru, right? Black guy. It, it's, it's getting to this point where, it, like, the right is doing done wrong and the wrong is, is being put up as right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the, the drunk, this drunk guy, he's black, in the Wendy's drive-thru. And um, somebody calls the cops on him because he's drunk and you can't do that in the drive-thru and all that. So the cops come to talk to him. I watched the whole 40-minute video and interaction. And 
and the cops were being nice. They were cooperating. They were a nice group of cops. Not all cops are bad. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. You know, so they were cooperating, trying to get, get the guy help. And during the video, he fights them for no reason, tries to pull their tape because he's drunk out of his mind, I think, or high, one of the two pulls out their taser, runs with it, tries to shoot them with the taser, fights them, punt all that, and then they finally kill him, and people ride in the streets like these cops need to be faced faced with justice because he fought them because uh because they unjustly killed him. I'm like, hold on to my black people. We gotta think now. The law, we have to follow the law. And I know it's scary because even, there's no guarantee that even if we follow and cooperate with the cops that depending on the cops we're dealing with, they're going to let us live. So I understand that. But in this particular case, this guy, what did he think? What What did we think was going to happen if he fought the cops? You know what I'm saying? And took their taser off them and shot them with. They were going to they were going to kill him. And, and so and these cops lost their jobs. You know, which I believe they shouldn't have what it is. They they shouldn't have lost the job for that because what else do you do they do in this situation? And then on the flip side, you get people like George Floyd, you know, who's unjustly killed. And then, you know, these cops, you know, they 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 get put on uh leave and you know, they're awaiting trial and things like that. But they need to be facing swift justice, just like these other cops supposedly did, even though they weren't in the wrong. But the cops that are in the wrong, what what's taking so long to get that justice, man? It's as simple as that. It's plain as day. The video's there. You know what I'm saying? And so even with Jacob Blake, I watched that video. Yeah, okay. People can make these arguments that the man shouldn't have moved and he should have did what the cops say. He shouldn't have resisted. Okay, George didn't resist and they still killed him anyway. You know, he was walking to the car, had his phone in his hand, and his children were in the car. Those, there were three cops there in the video. It doesn't take, it doesn't take three armed cops to get to, to, to try to handle one man. Two cops, or maybe even one, could have easily restrained that man, got him down on the ground, and did whatever they needed do with the right police procedure. But the fact you're talking about George. Huh? You're talking about Jacob, Jacob. Or George. Okay, because I'm not I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. I have not watched the Jacob video. Yeah. It's good. Mostly because I just don't want to. I don't want to see that. I like, I feel like I've heard enough of what yeah. happened and I just I just don't have to watch another one. Yeah, it's a it's a raw video, man. It's a gruesome, it's a it's a tough sight and a gruesome sight to see because the man's walking to his car, two cops with guns in his face are telling him to stop. He's not stopping, but regardless, they could have easily got this man down and put him on the ground and did whatever they need to do, try whatever, you know, under right police procedure, but no. They wait till this man gets to the driver's seat and then pops off seven shots in his back. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what the freaking heck? People screaming, pandemonium everywhere. I'm like, that shouldn't have been done. You know, because if it would have been a white person, you know what I'm saying? They probably would have been wrestled down to the ground or whatever. They wouldn't have been shot. They wouldn't have been shot like that. But like, it was just poor police procedure right there. And I'm like, what else do you want people to do? No matter if we resist arrest, 
or even when we um even when we follow police procedure and obey rules. I just saw a video the other day of a guy, black guy, put his hands on his head, wasn't moving, he stopped, didn't do anything. Police harassment come up behind him, karate kicks him in the back. They're just wrestling him, takes his girl, you know, all that. And I don't need to go into detail about that, but like, why don't we get police do police procedure the right way? How come we have to be shot? You know what I'm saying? And choked out every single time we get arrested, even when we don't resist. I'm like, what else do you want us to do? And I don't I don't know what else people, you know, and I've been I've been as a black guy, I've been pulled over before by cops. You know, thank God, you know, I cooperated. You know, I told and God kept me and covered me and I made it out of there because it was a, it was actually a good cop. It was a nice cop. But. You know, for those people who aren't as lucky and, you know, aren't as fortunate to get in those situations and they get in some situations with some cops who are truly dirty and truly terrible. It's it's a no win situation like there's a zero percent chance you can walk out of there alive and with your life. You know, because we don't we don't know how deep this it, this systemic racism goes, and it just goes so so far up the chain, man. And um, and I just don't know what to say, you know. And and people have this misconception about police reform and defund the police, and people are getting it twisted. You know, the right thinks that defund the police means just taking away police. Period. It's not what it means, you know. They want to defund police to take funds to put towards other community programs and or, you know, even give more money to the police department so that they can get proper training, psychological evaluation, you know, so that they can be better prepared for situations like this. You know, either way it goes, let's get some true police reform going here because I promise you, if one more killing happens like this and it's caught on video like this, it's going to be war in the streets, bro. There won't be any there. You know, there won't be any peace. Nobody's going to be peacefully protesting anything. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be more outrage and more war. And and it's just going to be crazy, man. So I don't know what else I can tell people because we've cooperated with police and they still kill us, even if we resist and you know, they can't, they don't wrestle us down. They just shoot us instead because they feel it's easier. I mean, it's it's a no-win situation, bro. So. Well, during, Eric, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't hear the back half of what you said because curiosity filled the cat on this mm-hmm. one. And I had to look up and watch what happened with Jacob. Yeah, I feel you. It was more so just reiterating for the for the people listening because you know, but yeah, go ahead. And and I must say that what I just saw because this is actually a video that was released um, today, I think, because this says second video of Jacob. Blake. Yeah, they got it, they got it from two different perspectives. Yeah, and this one shows Jacob walking away from whatever was happening. I don't know. I guess, was there some kind of a fight prior to all this? Yeah, Jacob, was, he was breaking up a fight between two women. Yeah. Okay, because that's what everybody was kind of gathered around. All right. Um, and then the guy, he walks to his vehicle. He's trying to leave. 
and he shot while he's sitting down or as he's trying to sit down. Yeah. The video cuts off after the shot's fired, but I, I, I just don't see the defense for that. Me neither. Don't see it. I mean, maybe if it would have looked like Jacob was reaching into his pocket to pull out a gun or his belt, you know, they could say, "Oh, he was trying to go for a gun." But this, I, I don't see anything here. Yeah, I don't see, don't see it. Um, with what you said, everything you said. Um, the only thing you said that I semi disagree with, and not even fully, just kind of a little bit, would be, I do believe that it is still wrong with what's happening with small businesses. I, I can't condone that. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not condoning it either. I'm just asking people to see, like, what what to expect, oh, I, how many angry people. I'm not justifying it, but people are angry, man. Where they put that I at? Get, I can't say that I get it because, I mean, I'm white, but I will say that I can – I definitely understand that there is a lot of anger yeah. there. But I will say this, too, though, in the grand scheme of things, doing things like that, I would say, don't help the cause. Yeah. Because if you're, I mean, think about this for a second. In the eyes of, you know, racists and people like that who have already predetermined that black people are more violent. And then they, and then they watch the news and they see people throwing stuff through windows and burning cars you know you can only imagine the kind of look that's going to be for a racist i mean i can easily see someone looking at that and seeing and saying see i told you i told you that's exactly how they are that's exactly you know and 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 so that's how that that's another reason I, i can't condone the uh the the whole small business thing um and and so there's that. I respect, yeah. Um, but like I said, man, my, my biggest thing is when it comes to racism and when it comes to the grand cure for it all, I've always believed that it's just as simple as educating people. Yeah. Because racism and things like that stem from fear. Because it's different. And you're afraid of what is different in some people's eyes. Um, and just like all other fears, racism is also irrational. It's not based in anything logical or factual. Yeah. It's based on a wrong misconception. And the only way to fix these misconceptions is to educate people. It's like, and, and this is on a much smaller scale, but it's like people who are afraid of roller coasters. How do you get over that fear? ride a roller coaster yeah you know and there's things like that and racism is a fear um and so to me the only cure for it is for people to be exposed to people of other races and then you realize i was wrong yeah i was a hundred percent wrong about people um and to me that's about the only the only thing that that will solve the problem and what gets me upset is how many times conversations like this get sidetracked and we wind up 
arguing over things that in the grand scheme of things aren't as big as what the initial problem is. And what I mean by that is, you know, you take the initial problem here of police brutality. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. People aren't arguing about police brutality in the comments on Facebook. They're arguing about the protests and the riots. Nobody's talking about the initial problem. That in and of itself is a huge problem. Yeah. The fact that, and just like I said with Colin Kaepernick, nobody talked about, is this, like, what's he saying? Like, is this a legit reason to protest? No one was talking about that. Nobody wanted to talk about what Colin was saying in that interview. Yeah. All only thing people could get out was, this man just kneeled during the anthem. I don't care what he has to say. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, that protest, just like Eric Reed said, fell on deaf ears. Yeah. Um, sadly, I expect the same thing to happen with the NBA because, like I said, ratings are already down. Um, yeah. And so I fully expect for people to look at this and say, spoiled, privileged celebrities. Yeah. And I, I hate that. I really do. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's just this world we live in. It's wrong. Um, but unfortunately, it is reality. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what to say past that outside of we just got to educate people and have these conversations. And when it comes to police, uh, you know, Colorado has really led by example. Uh, when it comes to this, because they just uh, passed a bill, police reform. Because see, me personally, and, and maybe you can explain to fund the police better than it's been explained yeah. to me. Uh, I'm a much bigger proponent of reform the police more so than defunding yeah. them. Because uh, I think when I say police reform, I mean, Colorado now passed it to where Body cameras must be on for every arrest, every ticket, everything you do. When your lights come on, you're called to something. As soon as you step out of your car, your body camera will be on. We we will see everything you do now. And they're passing rules about certain chokeholds and takedowns are no longer applicable unless there is reasonable cause to believe your life is in danger right um which has been the argument cops are getting away with but see now that's where the cameras come back into play that's where the cameras come back in because now it's like well wait a minute we just saw this video at what point did you think your life was in danger how did you think that yeah uh so i mean stuff like that for me is how, and then you combine that with start making examples out of these cops. That's how we move forward uh, from the one aspect of police brutality. Things like that. Holding cops accountable and saying, you're not getting off anymore. Yeah. You're, not, you're not about to walk free on this. Um, so maybe you can explain to fund the police to me better. Um. I, I haven't read in detail the Colorado bill concerning 
defund the police, but I do know the basic outline of what it means, you know, and like I said, you know, the internet, social media has really been a place of of misinformation more than it has information. And somewhere along the lines, so many people think that defund the police, you know, means taking away the whole police force, period. No, that's absolutely not true. I don't believe that every cop is bad and that every cop deserves to have to lose their job because a few of these rotten guys, these racist punks, you know, that are here that have a badge and a gun that gives them power ruin it for the whole of everybody, you know, so I do not believe in taking away the whole police force, you know, but I do believe, you know, if we're going to defund police, you know, it means it just means allocating and relocating funds that normally go to the police things, you know, I don't, I don't know how many M4s and chargers you need, you know, in order to police a whole state, you know, or police a part of a sector or a city, you know, I don't, you know, public safety programs for Denver spent over 83 million, you know, in Texas, it's a little well over a hundred something million, if I'm not mistaken, if, you know, but uh, in Texas, you know, so I, I don't know where all this money goes to, you know, it's, it's from taxpayers, but I mean, they don't need all that. Let's let's relocate some of those resources to programs that need it. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be, you know, uh, I don't know, civil projects, you know, housing projects, whatever it may be, you know, community programs that need more funding, you know, put it toward that, you know. And, and I think that, that 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 is something that I can get behind, you know, and or like I said, you know, apart from that, if we're going to let police keep funds, let's put more programs for police in place, you know, psychological evaluation, better training on how to handle situations, outlawing certain chokeholds that are not applicable to the situation. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Body cam footage rolling at all times. And 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 those are things that I think would would help this whole ordeal with the police. Because like it, it's not every cop, man. It's just every once in a while, one of these, one of these cops, man, just you know, that badge gets to their head, and and a lot of them are prejudiced and very racist. So, you know, yeah, that's what defund the police means. Nobody wants to take away the cops because not all cops are bad. I love seeing Instagram. Well, Good. There, there's two two things I have to say to that. The first one being the reason it's confusing to me is because I do know for a fact that many Annapolis, just that one city, yeah. not everyone is all, but many Annapolis straight up said so, and they actually voted, uh, or they're going to vote on straight up taking out the police. Now, this is just one city. This is just many Annapolis. Yeah. Uh, talked about getting rid of the cops, which you and I both agree is a terrible idea. Secondly, when it comes to what you described as, I agree with what you said for the most part. However, I will say this is that funds for police departments should be based off of how high crime rate is the city that you're a cop in. Um, I mean, one example would be like I live in Gulf Shores. Mm. Okay. We're not a huge, like if somebody gets shot in Gulf Shores, like it's going to be huge. It's not common. It would be just 
nuts. The craziest thing ever if someone got yeah. shot. But then you you look at a city like Detroit, where you know for a lot of these cops, it straight up is this could be the day I die. Yeah. Because you've got that really strong uh, gang presence in some of these cities. So I think cities like that, yes, they do need to send out guys that are fully equipped to handle situations like that. Now, in cities like Gulf Shores, okay, that's different. That's like, yeah, you don't need all of that because given what you're going to be dealing with, I mean, come on. But I would say in a city like a Detroit or a Chicago or any of these cities that have extremely high murder rates, I do think in those situations, cops should be sent out fully prepared. But that's my take. Yeah. And, and that's a respect. That's a respectable take, man, because, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, they they do need that. And, and cops are. Cops have a very difficult job that requires them to be in some crazy situations, bro. And so for them, I think, you know, having them prepared, that that's awesome. And um, but at the same time, I think it's we have to really, really buckle down on police reform to make sure that these cops are OK mentally, that they know what to do in almost every certain circumstance. So that, you know, they just won't make rash decisions decisions that could cost somebody their life, you know. And so I think I just, you know, police reform continues to go on whichever way it can. Shout out to Colorado for for doing that. And, um, you know, and Minneapolis, you know, whichever way they decide, because that was the first city to absolutely catch fire with this whole thing. You know, and then from Minneapolis, it just went all across the nation. So whatever they decided to vote on, you know, whatever they are deciding to do, at least they made something happen, some sort of thing. I, you know, and, and and speaking of voting, because you brought up voting, that was the, the second part I wanted to get into during our last uh, 20 minutes of the segment. Um, voting is very important. And um and, and and now this, and this is also real talk, sort of moving away from the, the Jacob Blake situation. This is also real talk because I believe that so many people just don't want to accept the facts. You know, it's so easy to look at what he said, see what he said, what he said, she said. But, you know, it's another thing entirely to look up the facts because a lot of people are just blatantly ignorant and for you to have a device in your hand to where you can cross reference and look at different sources, it's, it's pretty much, you know, inexcusable for you to be in the, in the ignorant shade or to not know what is going on with your politics or with whoever you're supporting. And so, you know, I listened to the video concerning what ice cube said, you know, about the Democratic National Convention. And I love Ice Cube. Shout out to Ice Cube. The man's been fighting this same fight since NWA. So he, he if anyone knows more about being in this fight, it's him. And it's, it's Cube. Cube, always. And um, 
And so for, for him to speak on that saying, you know, we're hearing what the Democrats are saying, we're hearing what the Republicans are saying, but okay, what are you going to do for us? You know, that's a good question, you know, because I'm, you know, and the media, a lot of people, you know, vote Biden, vote Biden, you know, vote Trump, vote Trump. Um, and I'm like, okay, but do you know why you're voting for Biden or, or, or why you're voting for Trump? And, and I'm not disclosing, you know, or trying to tell people who to vote for or anything, but I am telling people to look at the fact, you know, um, I tried to watch the Democratic National Convention. It was a tough watch. Jesus, you know. It's cringe. I mean, look, we just got to be it real was, on this. Bro. It was. And I've yet to find anybody. I mean, I have friends that are as liberal as they come. Yeah. And even and even they're saying it was just incredibly cringe inducing and before we want to go any further i want to kind of offer the people specifics on what cube was referencing uh so the video was his direct reaction to the democratic national convention and his take overall was okay i get it you know we all hate trump fine but i mean who going into the dnc didn't know that Trump hate was going to be. I mean, that's how every convention how, is. Yeah. It's already it, it's already predetermined going into it. You're not going to say anything positive about the opponent. That's a given. Yeah. Duh. And he mentioned, you know, they're highlighting how incredibly important it is to get Trump out. Yeah. But there were very few moments, if any, now, if you're listening and you're a J-House listener and uh, you're a big Biden supporter, you know, send it to us because I might have missed it. There weren't a lot of moments where they said, this is what Joe Biden will do for you, yeah. specifically for the black community. Right. There were a lot of those moments. It, and whenever it was brought up, it was kind of the same old, same old empty promises yeah. that the black community receives. Talking about, oh, yeah, we care about the black community. Well, okay. So, yeah, you know, show it. Do something. Right. Um, but what shocked me was the comments. The comments on this video were much more interesting, and I want to get your reaction. Because Cube was essentially talking about, you know, how are these guys going to be better? You know, how... Uh, what are they actually going right. to do? Which is always, that is the number one most legit question to ask of a presidential candidate. Yeah. That is the number one question you must ask presidential candidates. And there is no exception. Right. Every candidate must adhere to the same standard. What will you do? Right. But in the comments, there were a lot of people saying, it doesn't matter what Joe's going to do. We just got to get Trump out. It don't matter. You know, we just got to, you know, we just got to get him right. out. You know, let's just let's just ignore all of Joe's policies. Let's not do any research. All we know about the man is he's not Donald Trump. And so we're going to vote for right. him. And, and we're going to silence any negative talk about Joe Biden. The, the take seems to be if you can't say anything nice about him, don't say anything at all. Right. Um. Now, real quick, that bothers the hell it out does. of me because that's a slippery slope. When you start voting 
for the lesser of two evils. America should never be. Look, I'm a firm believer. The America I want to live in is where I go to the polls on election day and I'm sitting in the voting booth, scratching my head, struggling on who to vote for because they're both great choices. Because I'm looking at two extremely qualified candidates who I believe will do amazing, but that's not it. That's not the world we live in. So I I just want to get your thoughts on people saying, you know, one person went as far as to say, no, this is not the year to talk about uh, earning our vote. Right. Because it's more important that we get Trump out. Yeah. And, and, and I totally agree with you, man. And, and I'll say this before I, before I say anything else, anyone that's going to watch this live or anyone listen to this podcast, don't come here with your emotions. I need you to look at facts and I need you to look at logic. I am in no way supporting or endorsing any or either candidate because I'm looking at things from a simply unbiased in the middle ground perspective. I'm looking at policy, not at words. So understand that before I say this. And and so, you know, like you said, people are this it's always been a narrative, even with the media and all the media and everything. You know, it's all about getting Trump out of office because we can't have a president like this and blah, 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 blah. You know, and and okay, I can understand why people and we just gonna be real. I can understand why people have their issues with Trump. You know, they may not like what he said here and he said, and I'm not going to deny that the guy says some things that absolutely make you like, why did you say that? You know what I'm saying? That doesn't help anything. Of course, you know, his demeanor may be some kind of way, some okay, you know, but at the same time, all of these people who are in that comment section saying we have to get Trump out of office, just vote Joe in. How are you going to vote for Joe when you don't even know what Joe wants for you? You know what I'm saying? How are you going to vote for Joe? What is Joe going to do for you? Have you researched his policies? Have you researched what he wants to do? No, you haven't. Have you, despite your hate for Trump, have you looked at it from an unbiased perspective? Have you looked at the policies that Trump has passed? Have you looked at anything he's done to see, is he has he done anything? I have. And, you know, and like I said earlier, there's no way me endorsing one or the other candidate. But I'm saying, you know, and Governor Tim Scott at the, at the Republican convention, he said it best. He said it, said it like this. He says America, he pleaded to the American people to plead it to the American people to not listen to what your candidates say, but listen to what they do. And I'm like, yes, can people do that? I'm hearing what Trump is saying. I'm hearing that he says this and says that and all of that. Yes, some stuff makes me want to rip my head. I'm hearing what he's saying, but I'm looking at what he's doing as well. And nobody nobody wants to admit the fact that, you know, he passed the First Step Act, you know, freeing more people, freeing more prisoners for um, for minor crimes than anyone in history. Majority of them were black people. You know, so for the black community, people are like, well, Trump's not trying to do anything for us. His policies stay otherwise. The man's the first president to pass uh, permanent funding for historically black colleges. He did that. You know, despite what he said, despite all the way he acts, he did it, though. You know, um, 
you know, just among other things, I'm like, look at your, you know, he, he promised economic boom and impact that the economy will get back on track, you know, stock market, things like that. Dude, I'm seeing Mobile open up. And I'm not saying this is happening in everybody. I'm not trying to say that. But what I'm saying is that he said that. And, you know, as of right now, Mobile is opening back up restaurant that's not saying COVID is over because you still have to be careful and follow protocol where a mask can be safe but things are starting to open back up jobs are starting to come back I'm I'm about to go back to work myself stuff is you know opening up again slowly slowly and steadily you know what I'm saying so it's not is you know and, and despite all that you still have other people saying the economy's a wreck right now people are blah, blah, blah. I'm like that's not how it is all around man so like I'm at and and I'm asking I'm asking people to look at what people say and not what they do you know Barack and look look at what people do and not what they say Barack Obama was a smooth man bro he was the smoothest coolest freaking president we've probably ever had but I, there were policies that he passed that I didn't agree with. And then there were some that were freaking awesome. I think the best highlight of his presidency was when this man admits to the whole nation that he was sitting in the uh, operation room, you know, listening in on the operation of, with the Navy SEALs before they killed Osama. And then he reports to the nation that we got him. I'm like, I think that was the biggest accomplishment of any president. I'm like, dude, that was freaking awesome. You know, but, you know, I, I I urge people to look at policy, man. Look at facts. These people don't want to look at facts, you know. And 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 I'm and I'm pretty upset with with my own black community, bro. And, and I know people, you know, if you try to come back on this interview and and try to use this against me, I don't care because it's the truth. You know, I need my people, my black people. To stop victimizing, bro. I understand that we weren't exactly dealt the best hand, you know, in this whole situation. You know what I'm saying? But to sit here and say that, and by the Instagram, thank you guys for tuning in. But to say that we are being held back, you know, I can I can admit to the police brutality and stuff like that. Okay, that's happening. But to say that we are being held down and that this somehow like what, what, whose choice is that, that you chose to stay on government assistance, you know, and I'm not knocking anybody who uses government assistance. I just had to use it to keep, to stay on our feet for a while until I could go back to work, which I gladly am shortly, you know what I'm saying? But whose fault is it that you chose to stay on food stamps and that you didn't want to come off of them because you make more money doing that than you were trying to go to work? Whose fault is that, that you're driving a freaking brand new something thousand dollar car you know but yet you still live in the slums whose fault is that bro that's not the government's fault you can't blame rich people for that that's not jeff bezos fault that's not you know and and some people love to bring up well donald trump committed tax fraud and blah 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 what does donald trump's tax fraud have to do with how you handle your money nothing at all and so i need people to stop victimizing and stop getting in their emotions and look at the facts, look at the policies, bro. You know, now, and because America is so great, we get to vote and we get to have our own choice. Look at the, the candidates, Republican, Democrat, or independent, whatever. Look at the policies. Look at what they want to do. Whichever one lines up with what you want to do, 
go and vote that. That is your right. So no one's holding you back from doing anything. You can do anything you want to do in America. You can do whatever you put your mind to in America. That's why people come here. But to blame someone else for holding you down, it's absolutely ridiculous. Those people in the comment sections, you want to blame Trump for every single problem you have. Oh, you ran out of gas. It's Trump's fault. Oh, your balance in your account is zero dollars. Let's blame Trump. It's Trump's fault. He's not doing anything to try to help us black people. Well, according to the recent statistics, Trump is trying to get, get people back to work. You know, regardless of whether you like the guy or not, that's just what's happening. So, I mean, I don't know what else I can tell people because these people are so quick to be in their emotions. You know, hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump. Let's get Trump out. We can't, I can't help the fact that Donald Trump has a section of his following that happens to be white supremacists and trailer park trash. I can't help that, that every time this man has a rally, racist people want to show up because they somehow believe that he is the answer to all their problems. Even when he's openly denounced the KKK and racist on live television. I don't know what else to say, but I guarantee you the people will just take it and run with it. They're like, oh, these racists support Trump, so Trump must be racist too. People are not looking at facts. They're not looking at policy. They're not looking at action. This generation is so concerned about how somebody acts that they forget to watch what they do because they're so freaking sensitive. And so, I mean, and sorry to go on the rant, but it's just the truth of what I've been seeing. Bro. No, I'm loving this. I was not going to cut you off on that. You're preaching. I got, I'm good. Yeah, I'm just sick of it, bro. And look, I love Hollywood. I'll bring them. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, bring that message, brother Eric. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, man, like, I love Hollywood. I love the movies. I love the music industry because those are forms of art and entertainment. I love it. It's a part of my life. I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be doing J-House without it. But just because, you know, you have a couple celebrities and a couple you know what I'm saying, and a couple musicians and artists at your convention does not guarantee you the presidential win. You know what I'm saying? Not even. Because it, it you look at Hillary Clinton, she had damn near every single celebrity in existence coming out to support right. her. And, and, that's, and that's a funny thing, bro, because like, and, I, and, and when I said that, I was like, she did. She had every celebrity come out and support her. And and uh, I said, well, just because you have them, that doesn't guarantee that she's going to win. And people are like, well, Hillary Clinton had the popular vote. The popular vote. Okay. And that means what? Just because she was the popular vote? Did that guarantee that she was going to win the presidency? Which also tells me that this last election, people didn't vote because of somebody they liked. They voted based off logic and belief of what they wanted done, not based off who they liked. Just because The Rock might run for president or because Kanye might run for president means I'm voting for Kanye or The Rock if they run for president because I like them. It's not about who you like. It's about who's going to get the job done, you know. I also told people this. I said, you know, 
okay, and, and, and let's just purge ourselves of what we saw at the Democratic National Convention, you know, seeing that nasty rendition of something's happening here. I forgot what the song was, but Jesus Christ, you know, let's let's watch that out of our heads, you know, um, I'll, and I'm not ripping anybody. You know, Joe Biden had Cardi B interview him. I love Cardi B. Cardi's awesome. But just because you have Cardi B on Cardi B on there talking about being a representative for black women, which is highly questionable, that's not going to guarantee Joe Biden to vote. Just because Joe Biden says, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Oh, you dang sure not getting a vote from a lot of black people for saying that. You're just not. And so I'm like, what are y'all's policies? So I'm I, I'm seeing where Ice Cube is coming from. These Democrats are making it look nice. These Republicans are making it look nice, you know. And I, from an unbiased position, Trump has put policies and he's actually done stuff despite what he said. He's doing something. So what what are the Democrats going to do? What are any other Republican candidates, you know, who may be against? What are they going to do? You know, where's what's your plan? What's your policy? What are you doing? Well, let me, it's time for a small rant on my own. This one's not going to be that long, but this is my take, message to people in my reaction to Cube. And th- this is something that's really starting to aggravate me. Let me, if you're listening to Jay House and you're a voter, here's all I can ever ask of somebody who's voting. Vote your conscience. Yes. Vote your conscience. And let me tell you something. Don't let Fox News or CNBC or a Republican or a Democrat tell you that a third party vote is a waste wow. of votes. Thank you. Say that again, Evan. Say that again. Yeah. You know why? Well, I'm going to say that later, but allow me to go on this little rant. Here's what's funny. And let me tell you something. If you believe that neither Trump nor Joe's is who you want in office, you don't have to right. vote. You can stay home. And I'm going to tell you why. Because here's what's funny. Joe Biden voters will tell you that a vote, that not voting or voting for a third party is really a vote for Trump. It's always a vote for the other guy. And Trump voters will tell you the same thing about Joe right. Biden. Let me tell you something. That's a damn That's lie. lie. That's a damn Because I went to the... Uh, the primary voting in Alabama, and I voted for a candidate on uh, the Democratic presidential ticket who I knew good and damn well wasn't going to get the nomination. But I tell you something, I left that voting booth with a clear conscience. I said I went in there, I voted for who I believed would get the job done. And you can't ask for any more than that. And all the Republican and Democrat people who will tell you, you know, oh, you know, if you just stay home and vote, you're going to get the other party in office. And so that's just that comes from a place of fear because they're worried about their candidate losing. That's right. all that is. Right. That's all that is. Do not get pressured into voting for one of the major two party candidates. Don't let them do There's that. There's options. You, <laughs> you don't right. have to. Right in candidate. Me personally, I saw 2016, that election, Trump winning. I saw that personally as the prime example of people voting their conscience and not getting bullied. Yeah. Because 
say what you will about Trump. Personally, I'm not a fan. But the man came out with a message that people liked. And even though the media was telling people he's not going to win, he's not going to win, and he's not going to win, he doesn't have a chance. Look where we are now. Look where we are now. Right. He's been president for four years. So my my third party people, my people who, you know, you may not want to vote for one of these two people, don't. Don't. Don't feel pressured, man. Politicians need to start being held accountable. I'm sick and tired of all this stuff about, well, you have to vote for one. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you do not. This is a lie that if everybody in the country stopped believing, it would send shockwaves in that party. Yeah. That's why Trump won to begin with, is because people got fed up with what we'd been getting from Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. That's what, and it might be that figure that out. Donald Trump was a human Molotov cocktail that the American people got to throw into the White House. Yeah. That's what he was. He was a wake-up call like hey this is how sick we are of you right we're gonna give we're gonna give you trump and let you deal with him that's how much we hate you right and we're we're here we are now again like you know don't vote third party you know you have to vote for this because in four years and that's another thing too the absolute just blown way out of proportion of what a president can actually do we can't I'll never forget in 2012, Republicans were running around like chickens with their heads cut off, screaming, we can't afford another four years of Obama because this, this, and this will happen. None of it happened because it's textbook fear-mongering. That's how you get people to vote is fear. Make them afraid. Give them a problem and tell them you're the only one that can fix it. So... But yeah, let me tell you people something. You can vote third party. You can vote your conscience. If your conscience tells you that you don't think Trump or Joe can get the job done, that is uh. totally fine. Do not let people from the Democratic, and I, I say from the Democratic Party because I'm seeing more from them than I am from the Republican Party in terms of just straight up bullying voters and saying, no, we're just not even going to talk negatively about Joe because the only right. thing that matters is getting Trump out. Nobody's going to bully you. I'm sorry to cut you off right quick. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to bully you if you decide you want to go vote Joe. If you choose to express your opinion that you're going to vote Trump or otherwise, oh, best believe you're going to be persecuted in the streets. But go ahead. What I was about to say, too, I mean, if your conscience does tell you vote Trump or Do Joe, that then do that. But all I'm saying is do what your conscience tells you you should do. If you come to the conclusion that Joe Biden is your guy because you listened to him talk and you liked what he had to say about some issues and you think that his solutions will help the country, that's what voting is all about. That's all it should be about. So this notion that people should just totally ignore flaws in a candidate and vote for somebody just because they might be slightly worse 
than the current situation we're in, that is a notion that I'm yeah. wanting to get rid of. That is a notion that needs to die. Because as long as that happens, then politicians will not be held accountable. They won't be. Because they know, okay, I just got to be slightly yeah. better than this guy. Well, no, the American people have got to stop. And, and this is the biggest issue I have with the two-party system is that politicians are not held no. to the same standard. They're just not. Democrats hold Republican candidates to the highest of standards, and Republicans do the same thing with Democratic candidates, hold them to the highest of standards. And the first time they mess up, oh, look how imperfect they are. But when it's a Republican candidate messes up, the Republican supporters are oddly yeah. quiet. And it goes the other way, too. Yeah. And so... All I'm, all I'm saying is, people, you got to vote your conscience. Don't let people bully you into yeah. not voting your conscience. And, and, and yeah, that's true, man. Vote your, vote your conscience, man. Vote your conscience there. You have options. Like, shout out to Joe Jorgensen, who is the uh, libertarian candidate for this year as well. You got her. Find out what she wants. See what her policies are. You have options. You know what I'm saying? you have options to vote besides just Republican or Democrat. So, you know, yeah, don't let people bully you, man. Just don't. Don't do it. But, um, but yeah, man, this was, this was a very good, a good pod, man. It was a tough discussion, but it, it was one that had to be had, man. We'll have to do a much lighter tone podcast tomorrow. Yeah, if, I, I pray so, man. Just nobody get shot or anything, so so that we we can do something like. But yeah, some of it, it. Sometimes you just have to take take time and discuss these issues and say what needs to be said because people are just crazy and they aren't listening. So yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Thanks for being on. Oh, also. Um, um, it's in the works right now on the schedule. We're going to have a Black Lives Matter activist on the show, um, a fellow church member of mine. Her name is Unique uh, Morgan Dunstan, ladies and gentlemen. She has been um, making her rounds on the news outlets. She's been on the news because she's been up here in, I believe, uh, Marshall County uh, up, in, up in Alabama protesting Confederate statues and flags to be removed from in front of the courthouse. And she's made a lot of headlines with that. So um, it's in the works. It's in the schedule. I'm talking to her. Um, we are actually going to have her on the show um, sometime within the next few days so that we can get a little bit more of the perspective of what's going on from someone who has been out there at the protest and has been a strong political activist voice for, uh, for uh, Black Lives Matter. So that's going to be a good one. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. This is Jay House Podcast Radio. We'll catch you guys later, man. Peace. Peace. Thank, thank you for, you for joining. joining. This, this has been another, another edition, edition of Jay House Radio. Radio.